Alright guys, welcome back to the Rally Boys, doing it big and ballsy guys, big and ballsy, that's how we do it. Guys, we got Henry Light on today, big time interview with Henry Light. He's a cornerback over at Lake Forest College, over in Lake Forest, Illinois. Guys, an all-around athlete, all-around stud, big time Rally Boys fan. Guys, we talk big time sports news, we talk college football, we talk sports news, we talk last dance. Guys, you don't want to miss this episode, stay tuned. Keep watching. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button, whatever you're listening to this to, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. Guys, without further ado, here's our interview with Henry Light. All right, guys, we're here with Henry Light, class of 2022, cornerback, Lake Forest College, big-time rally boy guy. Henry, thanks for coming in, dude. No, oh, thanks for having me on, boys. I like what you guys are doing. I like, um, I'm subscribed on YouTube. I want listen to all the episodes, and I, I think you guys are doing something funny. That's what I like to hear, Henry. That's good stuff, Henry. That's big and ballsy stuff yes. right there. That's some big and ballsy stuff. We know you're a fan. We love it. Henry, we're glad you came on. Henry, for, for the people that don't know, big-time football guy. He's a football player over at Lake Forest College over in Lake Forest, Illinois. He was a hometown stud over in Payless Heights, Illinois. Yes. Big-time Chicago guy. This guy was slinging the ball left and right, quarterback, running it, touchdowns left and right. This guy is just a freaking athlete, dude. This guy was doing track, whatever he was doing it. It was awesome. Henry, talk a little about the corona. Freaking screw corona. But how is corona messing with, you know, college football? How is your team adapting to it? Yeah, dude, it's it's really screwing everything up, you know, closing down all the gyms. And, um, yeah, like we weren't on, on campus for the rest of the school year. Didn't have spring ball, of course, didn't. And everything went online. So we had our, we had our Zoom call, like we had weekly Zoom call meetings. Um, and then our coaches would like send out weekly um, workout challenges that we post on Twitter. And just, just trying to stay active during these times because – we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think there's more optimism now mm-hmm. than there was, but I think um, with the NBA coming back and um, Major League Baseball coming back, it's going to – the fate of college football, this college football season, I think relies on, yeah, how – like are there going to be any – like what's the problems going to be like with all these other big sports leagues when they return? Um, some schools are, I know I've said like, oh, we're going classes online already, but the NCAA still like, hasn't really made a decision yet for the, for the upcoming season. Um, I know there was a, they just passed like some law like earlier last week or something saying that they will allow students about like do voluntary or voluntarily workout workouts mm-hmm. um yeah but so and also our coach he's uh he's on our head coach he's on some NCAA committee board so he's been telling us hey like stay stay working um there's going to be a lot of noise about what's going to happen with the upcoming season but you'll hear from me first um the final say so I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's real interesting right now. 
Henry, we love to hear the optimism. We freaking love it. Okay, we I, a lot of people talking negative stuff left and right. The media blowing it up like crazy. Well, I'm glad to hear that your coach is pushing positivity, pushing, getting ready for the season. We want to see you guys out on the field soon, throwing the ball, catching the ball, freaking slinging running the rock. it, slinging the slinging the pigs. What is it? The pigs. Pig skin. The pig skin left and right. We freaking love it, Henry. Good freaking stuff, Henry. You're a quarterback in high school, slinging the pigskin left and right. What's it been like switching your position now? Now you're a cornerback in college. What's it been like switching positions? How you've been adjusting to that? Uh, the transition, yeah, the transition was definitely tough going from offense to defense, and especially just going from quarterback to any other position because it's a lot different from having your ball, having the ball in your hands every play. Um, to just being uh, just ba- pretty much managing the game to moving to a position where I don't know you just got it you just you're just covering a guy so um, the transition was tough it took me a while to you know figure out technique stuff um, just how to just how to play the position um, yeah it definitely took me a while but as the season progressed um, spring ball came around. Start, I started feeling myself getting better, um, being more confident in what I was doing. And I think confidence was like the biggest part of it for me because like freshman year came in um, and I just wanted I just wanted to play. I really didn't care where I was playing. Um, I was just so thrilled um, that I had the opportunity to keep playing football. So and I just said, hey, I'll take what I could get. I'll do whatever it takes. And yeah, I had a struggle. Like I had a struggle for a while. I had a, my confidence was low, but as football has went on, as my college career has went on, it's definitely been confidence has been going up more and more um, just in what I'm doing. Um, New team, all that. So. Right. Like that. So what, so Henry, we got a lot of young lads, a lot of young high school lads listening to the podcast asking, what is your piece of advice, Henry? You've been playing college football for two years. You're a junior now. What's your piece of advice you give to these young guys? I would say if, if you have the opportunity to play college sports, I think you should take it. Just because, you know, keeps you keeps your day structured. I don't know. Like, for me personally – like, you know, going to Chicago Christian, um, very structured there. I stayed structured with sports. I use sports to keep me, keep myself structured and keep me out of trouble and all that. And that's what college football has done. Um, I've made probably some of the greatest friends that I've ever had at school. The brotherhood definitely is something that, um, you have with these guys that you play with because you you know you're doing the same stuff you're all you're waking up every day you're working out going to practice you're all you're grinding you're sweating together I don't know you're bad mouthing coach behind his back together you know <laughs> so like the bond you build with the guys that you play a sport with is unmatched and I'm excited for you Liam because you're gonna be playing you're gonna be going off to school dude it's a it's a great time it's a great time. He's, and he's, he's been bragging about that a lot. <laughs> it's 
It's going to be freaking good times with the boys. It's going to be good times with the boys. It will be. I think I can speak on this topic being a multi-sport athlete like me. I mean, I've never found a sport that I was bad at. Just me personally, I'm, I'm a hashtag blessed. So I think really like with football, you know, I can play any of the positions. Like if you throw me out there, I'll be the kicker. I'll be the punter. I'll be the, I'll be the guy who gets the waters. I don't care. I'll do it all. Hey, Liam was never blessed with that talent, so he can't really relate to this, but I'm sure you can relate to this, Henry, you know, just being, like, battling out there on the field. Pat, Pat, the only position you've ever had on every team has been the water boy, Pat. You've got five-time water boy of the year, okay? Every time I see you play, it's like watching a chopstick come in the game, getting pushed around by these big dudes. Yeah, I mean, Coach, it's Coach like watching Cerrito, an oaf. Coach Cerrito would speak differently on that, Liam, because I'm pretty sure your freshman year, you didn't even score, like most games. Hey, I got put on the no shoot list because I'm a I'm a solid role player. Pat. No shoot list. No Dennis. No, shoot, no dribble. Dennis Rodman knows what it's like. Okay, I was a rebounder. I didn't need to dribble. I didn't need to shoot to make an impact. Even though I only played five minutes a game, but that's beside the point, Pat. That's beside the point. Henry, we're gonna ask you a few questions about kind of like what's going on in the sports world today. How about the Last Dance? Have you watched the Last Dance, Henry? Oh, I loved The Last Dance. You're a fan. I, I, you know, Henry, I don't know what to think of The Last Dance. I mean, especially my guy, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen is pissed at Michael Jordan. He is not liking this documentary whatsoever. He thinks it paints him in a bad light, makes him look soft. Henry, what do you think about Scottie's portrayal in the documentary? Do you think it was fair? The Batman, or the Robin to MJ's Batman right? MJ's number two. If MJ doesn't have Scotty, I don't think the Bulls win six titles in the 90s. Probably not. They probably don't do it. But when you when you watch Last Dance and you think of Scotty Pippen, four things really stuck out to me. Uh, the first one was the migraine game, right? He had the migraine. Um, what was that? Was that when they were, yeah, when they were playing Detroit for game seven? Scotty doesn't play. You have the mind grade game. You have the 1994 playoff game, right, when Scotty told the team, I'm not going out there, or when um, Phil Jackson wanted Coach to take the last shot. Pippen was mad, so Pippen quit on his team. You saw that. Um, right. And then you had, like, oh, uh, pushing off his surgery, right? He didn't want to fuck his summer up. So yeah. when he pushed back his surgery, didn't – wasn't about all for the team. And then lastly, it was – um. He said he didn't want to play for the Bulls anymore. He said he'd never play for the Bulls again. He told Jerry Krause to trade him. He was pissed at the organization. And it, it sucks. It sucks for Scotty because he lived such a – like if you're, you're an athlete, you're a high-profile person, your life is pretty much out there. And it and it sucks for Scotty now because he has to relive mistakes that he made 20-something-odd years ago. He has to relive those now. But – I don't know, MJ, and like the the last dance was very Michael centric, right? Mm-hmm. Mike had a lot to say. He had a lot to say. It was his story. It was his story, and yeah, people. Some people say, yeah, um, MJ betrayed Scotty with that, um, with the depiction he um, showed us. But I don't think MJ wanted to shit on Pippen, you know? Mm-hmm. I think Mike just told it how it was. And that, like, 
And that's how it did go. Scotty didn't. Scotty quit on his team. Scotty had the migraine. He pushed off his surgery. It was all out there. So, yeah, you know, Henry, you brought up some big points, and I, I'm pretty sure all four of those. I was thinking at the back of my mind, I freaking love you had those knocked up, ready to go. Here's the freaking deal, especially the migraine game. I wish they didn't even freaking put that thing in there, but they had to do it. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. We talk about MJ's uh, freaking food poisoning game, whatever, and he came back and had an amazing game. Food poisoning is a hell of a lot different than a migraine headache. If you ever had a migraine headache, holy smokes, you're in a world of pain mm-hmm. all freaking day. Food poisoning can mess you up too, though. Okay, it's two different things. Have you ever had food poisoning before, Liam? No, Pat. No, Food I... poisoning is not fun. Okay, it's not fun, Pat, and I'm not crapping on MJ's game, but here's the freaking deal. Scottie Pippen played game seven, I mean game six, against Utah in the last stance, last series, and he played with a bad back the whole game, but they still decide to bring up the migraine game, all this stuff, and then MJ's like, oh, Scotty kind of quit. He, he didn't push through the pain and all this I like to see Michael Jordan get a migraine headache and play a game. He had food poisoning, which, I mean, that sucks. But, I mean, a migraine's like ten times worse than a food poisoning. I mean, come on. It depends what type of migraine you're talking about, Liam, because I am very experienced in migraines. I used to have them when I was younger. Oh, my God. I know I'm not here to listen to the life story of you. I can do most stuff with a migraine. You just just have a headache, like a splitting headache. He said he couldn't even see the ball, Pat, okay? It's a little bit different. Yes. But here's the freaking deal. I got to go a little against what you said, Henry. I think Michael looked like a cocky son of a gun in this freaking documentary. Honestly. Well, I he, even like- said, he even said before it came out, people are going to think he's a dick because of it. Oh, my God. I think he is the – I would hate to play with him. I'm sorry. Even though he won all the championships, I'd hate to freaking play with him. He seems like a jerk. But – so, Henry, what do you think about the cocaine, the whole Horace Grant calling uh, Michael Jordan a snitch, all that stuff? Well, just think, we've never seen a documentary like this before. We've never had, we've never seen a documentary that's really dove into um, really the small, down to the smallest details, right? And um, as a team, right, when you're with the boys, there's some things that you keep between the team. Um, things that shouldn't be um, said out in public, and you know, you got that camaraderie. Like you don't, yeah. you don't go spill the beans on stitches everyone. Get stitches. Exactly. Shut the exactly. hell up. Live Pat. by that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, like you don't go spilling the beans on everyone's personal business going on. You know, like yeah. you keep it within the team. I totally get that. It's freaking. Yeah. It doesn't make. Um, his teammates look good that, you know, stuff got out there, especially like with the, with the Rodman stuff, like, um, I'm sure Dennis Rodman didn't want all those, uh, like all those stories getting out there. And it, it just kind of sucks. Like, yeah, like I said earlier, like with the Scotty thing, like these guys made like Mike's telling his story and he, we're looking back from 20 years ago and mistakes that these guys have made 20 years ago are now, like, big-time news because there really isn't any sports news going on. So they're There's nothing else going on. on. And I don't think Mike – Mike didn't want to snitch. He just wanted to tell his story. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, the big thing I feel like, you know, I everything you said, I think is correct. The, the, the only thing is like with the documentary, the big issue I had is like, I felt like no one else got to defend themselves. Like with what Mike said, like Mike yeah. could say something and it was like, that was the story. Like that was it. When like he called the one guy, he told that he was going and snitching to the the newspapers that Michael was some crazy guy in practice and all this stuff. And he blamed it on that one teammate. And now that one teammate's taking all that slack right now by the media. And he's saying he never did that. So it's like, everything's kind of getting based off what Mike said. So that was kind of like my big problem with the documentary. I loved everything else about it, but just the fact that a lot of these other guys who are getting accused of stuff aren't getting a chance to say what they got to say. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, dude, the, the, the four companies that, um, produce the documentary, um, what Disney, Netflix, um, ESPN Jordan, and, and the Jordan brand, like this was, this was Jordan's, um, story. This was his, he got right. to say what he wanted to say. Cause it was about him. He got to, you know, let it all out there about teammates and, um, yeah, I feel like they should have named it. It shouldn't have been the last dance. It should have been Michael Jordan's story, even though, you know, Michael Jordan is the big, I mean, you don't yeah. have the last dance without Michael Jordan. Exactly. He's, everyone wants to know what Michael Jordan's doing, but I feel like you don't make it the last dance about the bulls and make it all about Mike, you know, the whole, the whole story, you know, everything's kind of built around what Mike says. I yeah. loved I love the freaking Dennis Rodman part. What'd you think about Dennis Rodman and kind of his portrayal? Did you, what, I mean, Dennis Rodman looks like an absolute, I feel like he looks like an absolute stud in this freaking thing. I, I mean, he looks awesome hanging out with Carmen Electra in Las Vegas, freaking getting done with a, destroying a team in the playoffs and then going to a WWE game the next day and then coming back and destroying another team in the playoffs. I mean, he's just a, a freaking animal. Like, Liam, I don't even Liam, know. Liam, Liam, Liam. I had seen something on Instagram that said he walked in and the producer told him it was going to take 10 hours from the film, his entire segment. He said, you have eight minutes. And he, he proceeded to stay for three hours and finally leave. Yeah. And he showed up like two hours late. Yeah, two hours late. The guy's insane. I mean, the guy is an absolute legend. Henry, what'd you think about Dennis Rodman in this? Um, I think he was definitely portrayed with more of like a positive, um, positive vibe around him than more Pippen was. Um, you got to see some crazy things about Dennis Rodman that you never even knew about um, from everything, like didn't even play high school basketball to pretty much being homeless, winds up in the league, mm-hmm. is part of um, a great two great Detroit teams that won it all, and then he was part of the Bulls, like – Lucky son of a bitch, that guy. For real. Right. But yeah. I don't know. I like the 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 Rodman stuff was probably by far my my favorite. Um, right. I was interested in it just cuz like episode yeah. 3 and 4. Those were the freaking best I felt. Mm-hmm. Like Detroit and all that and Rodman. Anything I thought it was awesome. Rod- yeah. Anything with Rodman I enjoyed. And I and I and I like Dennis Rodman because, you know, I played basketball and I wasn't I wasn't the Michael Jordan. Like I was I wanted to be the tough guy. Like I wanted to, 
you know, throw my elbows around, grab some boards, and that's exactly what Rodman was. Right. He was a stud at doing something that he didn't have to have the ball in his hands. He played and he a he like he made it popular. Like people yeah. actually wanted to rebound. Like before that it was rebounding was kind of just like a you know, like a stat, like that yeah. whatever. But like he made it okay to grab twenty rebounds and not score a single point. Like he became a total star just from doing that. I mean yeah, everyone needs a guy on their team like that to win games. I mean, I feel like that you need a guy who's going to be able to stand up against a freaking seven-footer and grab boards and be a tough guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you revolutionized that. And, like, but, like 90s, 90s basketball, like, you needed you needed big guys. Like, if you had the big guys, that's why you won. That's what, like, right. Shaq, like, or not even in the 90s, like, even in the 2000s more, like, you see, like, Shaq with the Lakers. Like, he dominated. Um, like, the Bulls needed Rodman because when they when they uh, got rid of Horace, when they traded Horace to Orlando, Horace beat him in the playoffs. And Horace Grant was the Dennis Rodman before Dennis Rodman. So right. they, they needed a guy like that. They needed a guy that was gritty, that's pulling down boards, and – doing the grunt work, doing Mike's grunt work. Right. Yeah. And I feel like another guy that needs to be mentioned, I know we talked about him in a couple episodes ago, but I feel like we need to bring him up, especially since the documentary is over now. Isaiah Thomas. I know I didn't tell you about this, but Isaiah Thomas, I feel like we need to talk about him because he, he had definitely had some words to say about, you know, him not making the dream team and all this stuff and how Mike Mike hates him. He cannot stand Isaiah Thomas, but he still says he's the number two best point guard to ever play. What do you think about Isaiah Thomas and kind of his portrayal, kind of his story? Do you feel like Isaiah Thomas should have been on that dream team? Do you think he kind of got robbed? What do you think about that? Um, here We'll start with the dream team. So, yeah, the dream team, whoever the coach was, I, I'm blanking on his name. But Chuck Daly. It was Chuck, Chuck Daly Chuck of Daly. He was, yeah, he was the coach of the Pistons, and um, yeah, that raised a lot of questions on why is Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas not on the Dream Team if his head coach is coaching it. But I feel like I feel like a lot of those, like Detroit, wasn't liked, and you know that the Last Dance showed us Detroit wasn't very well received from around the league. So. And all those guys on the team that had beef with him, I don't think it was just Mike that had beef with him. Of course, Mike Mike's beef with him was probably more public and more out there just because of the Bulls and Pistons rivalry. But I think I think a lot of guys on that team didn't want to play with him, and it just kind of got tossed on Mike. Yeah, and you kind of you kind of hear for that from like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. They did not like him either. Like a lot of guys who he played against. Did not like him at all in the league. Exactly. You go back, you watch, you watch the Pistons, and yeah, they were dirty. Of course, you don't like him. And Isaiah Thomas was kind of like, uh, he was kind of like the ringleader. Yeah, like so, he, he, he definitely personified the bad boys in Detroit. You know, he was exactly. one of the big guys with Bill Lambeer and Dennis Rodman. And I feel like Chuck Daly was kind of putting a a rock between two hard places. You know, he had to pick: is he going to go with Michael? And, you know, you have that camaraderie or you go with your star player on your own team. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if Isaiah Thomas would have came, Mike, I, honestly, I don't know if Mike's going to play. 
And then you got a bunch of guys that don't like one guy. So I feel like he kind of had to go with, you know, the chemistry over his own player. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like that would be a hard thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to move on a little bit. Last question on the last dance. Does this does this documentary show Michaels to go? Is is this like, you know, nailing the hammer into the, the board? Michaels the goat, and everyone else, Kobe, LeBron, they're close, but they aren't as good as Michael. This is what I'm going to say about the Last Dance, right? It showed, it showed, especially for a kid that didn't grow up in the '90s. That had that I never, I didn't live through it. Um, Sadly, I'm kind of mad I didn't, but it showed us that, like, the 90s was the greatest era of basketball. Basketball was booming. You had the Dream Team. You had the Bulls winning six ships. You had Michael Jordan, the greatest athlete on the face of the earth at the time, right? Um, right you had right. all this buzz. You had all this buzz around basketball. And then you have the guy, MJ, the man that dominated one of the greatest eras or one of the greatest decades of the league. So, but like when you think LeBron James, right? LeBron James, he's probably one of the best or is the best all around basketball player. If you think all, right. all around basketball player, I think, yes, you could say LeBron James is an all around best player. But, you know, I got to stick with my hometown roots, got to stick with the Bulls. And just say, yeah, LeBron might be best all-around player, but MJ's still the greatest ever. You you could say, you know, I like LeBron. LeBron's number two, but you want to be like Mike. Everyone wants to be like Mike, okay? Not everyone wants to be like, I want to be like LeBron, okay? That just doesn't work. I want to be like Mike, okay? So I feel like I I 100% agree with you. You know, LeBron is definitely, I mean, he is an absolute beast, I'm not getting in his way when he's taking the lane. That man's going to freaking destroy me if I get in front of him. I mean, he is an absolute beast. But when you think about the skill and the, just the clutch mentality, it's got to go with Mike. I mean, just his finals record speaks for himself. I mean, just an amazing all-around player. I mean, but honestly, Kobe, LeBron, Mike, we're just blessed to freaking have seen them. I mean, these guys are once-in-a-generation players. They're absolutely amazing. And, you know, these guys are just, you know, next-level stuff. But here, here this is – yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, yeah, what, what MJ did was great. But, you know, this isn't MJ's time anymore. It's still LeBron's time. Right. Right. So, and yeah. and you, like, hear, you start to hear the comparisons of Zion and stuff. I feel like the, you shouldn't compare Zion yet. He hasn't done anything yet. Exactly. You have to wait and still appreciate what LeBron James is still doing. It's mm-hmm. insane. And well, I'm going to switch it up. Now, the current NBA. So what they're saying now is the NBA is looking to start up in Orlando over in Disney. What should the playoffs look like? Do you think they should just have like, you know what? We're going to do a college-like tournament. Every team's going to be in. Every team's going to have a shot. Do a little playoff format based on the standings. Or do you think it should be the standings now, these teams are in, these teams are out who didn't make the cutoff as of that point in the season? What do you think? Mm, I don't think I don't think every team should report um, to Orlando. I think you take probably the top 16 teams in the league 
you bring them down to Orlando, you tell the other 14 teams, hey, get ready for next season. Season barely, like, got cut short by a little bit, so. But what I what I would like to see, yeah, you get you top 16 teams, probably best, best, eight in the East, best, uh, eight in the West, you know. But I would like to see the NBA playoffs do more of um more of like a, yeah like a, a college March Madness type deal like right. get rid of the Eastern Conference get rid of the Western Conference and just seed every team one to sixteen we get that and then we'll get the one to sixteens the two to fifteen matchups and I, I don't know all about the upsets so right and, I, and I would people, like to do the NBA are, yeah it makes every game more important like. The freaking game twos or whatever, like no one's watching those first two games. The big games are game four, five, six, the kind of like the deciding games. Mm -hmm. Like, so I feel like it makes everyone compete a little bit harder, like what they did with the all-star game this year. Like, even though it's completely different, but they made it like worth their while. Like if you play hard, you're getting money for this or whatever, like for a certain charity and stuff. So like, especially when it's the last quarter, everyone's going all out. So, I mean, I feel like that's what you want to see. You want to see these guys play. You want to see your team play. But I feel like freaking the Bulls, the Knicks, no one wants to see them play. They, I, I love Chicago. I love the Chicago Bulls. But there's no way in hell they're beating LeBron and the Lakers. They're not beating freaking uh, the Cleveland. I mean, they aren't beating Golden State. They aren't. I mean, even though Golden State's not even that good this year, they aren't beating them. They aren't beating the Raptors. They aren't beating anyone. So, Get rid of these teams that are just, like, garbage, like freaking Knicks and Chicago right now. I mean, they're just in the rebuilding stage. But when it comes down to, like, these teams like the Pelicans and the Jazz, I mean, these guys are, like, battling for playoff spots. I'm pretty sure the Pelicans are only down one or two games out of the playoff picture. Do you think they should be included, or do you think it should be like, you know what, cutoff is where it is, they're out? Well, I don't think when they when um these players report right, they're not going to start this playoff right away. So they're gonna they're gonna let them have some games right to get their feet back under them, um, shake off the rust. So maybe that would be a good idea, you know. Bring you bring in some teams that were in the hunt right, in the playoff hunt, and uh, make them make them play to get in the tournament, you know. Right, just had, like, a couple warm-up games while these other, like, big-time teams, like, the Lakers are already in the playoffs. They should be practicing. And these other teams get some practice under the belt and then compete. Do five yeah. games. If they don't make it, then they're out. But so I would love I, I love that. I love that idea. I feel like, you know, that could be definitely be a possibility. But they got to get the season going. The UFC is already f- playing. I mean, they're fighting. They're, I mean, that doesn't get any closer than that. I mean, they are... Uh, right up on each other. So uh, there's no reason. They're definitely got to figure this out, got to start getting these teams practicing and stuff. I mean, Ron DeSantis in Florida is already saying, the governor is like, bring all the sports here. We'll find room for you. Bring all these freaking teams down here. Get them practicing. And let's have some games. Seriously, we can't be sitting around forever. And I feel like they're going to have the best views they've ever had if they do it. Yeah, they're the only thing that's going on. I think everyone's ready for sports to be back. And as a big like sports guy myself, like it sucks like not not having anything. Like that's why that's probably what. And I thought having the Last Dance released when it was was actually like 
perfect timing because everyone's watching it. Everyone's watching what right. I'm doing right now. So, yeah. yeah. And plus, the NBA is losing out on so much money. Like, they, they're still trying to figure it out. I think. Yeah, and I mean, they got to pay these players. I mean, these players have signed contracts, even with the major league uh, baseball. You're hearing a lot of these players saying, I'm not coming back if I'm not getting my salary because these players are going to play games and they have to make their money. Or they're, I mean, a lot of these NBA players who don't have the super contracts like LeBron or Anthony Davis or DeMar DeRozan, all these other guys have super mega contracts. But these other guys, they need to play because they need to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So if they don't start coming back, a lot of these guys are going to be in financial trouble. That's for sure. Yeah, that should be interesting because, yeah, it's going to be the players are going to have to agree because, like, the players the players are the ones at risk, right? They're going to be right. tra they're traveling around. There was already – that's how um, – and then, like, you know, with the – who's the guy on the Jazz that had it? Oh, uh, Rudy Gobert, and then he gave it to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and so, like, the players are at risk. And, yeah, if you're if you're a guy that's not – um, yeah, doesn't, isn't earning the big bucks, isn't stud. Right. If they don't come back, like, they're still part of the team, you know? And right. it should be, it should be interesting right. because I think whatever happens with basketball, guys returning, um, it's the player, like, if the decision's left in the player's hands, it should be really interesting moving forward, especially, like, having, having, um, baseball back and college football back in the NFL I think that um this NBA comeback um is big is big for sports right now um just to see like how how it's gonna go what's it gonna what are sports gonna look like after COVID-19 right and especially like the UFC right now they're fighting but I guarantee they're making a heck of a lot. They're getting a lot more views, a lot more pay-per-view buys because it's the only thing on. Mm -hmm. And even though they don't have audience, I mean, they get some revenue from the audience. They're probably making more with people just watching the fight because people are just going to be like, screw it. It's the only thing on. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy ESPN Plus, whatever. Freaking watch every watch every fight every weekend. So I feel like they're definitely making their money's worth off it, and I feel like other sports need to do it as well. But you're also hearing... Guys like Penny Hardaway, speaking of like the NBA, the G League, uh, Penny Hardaway is saying that the G League can be huge in college basketball recruiting, that college basketball is in trouble uh, because a lot of these players are just going to go for the money and not play, mess with this college life, not go to class and just be able to just play and make money. What do you think about that, Henry? Do you think it's going to be a problem or do you think, you know, things are going to uh, college basketball is going to be fine? Um, the product that college, that division one college basketball is, will not be as good as it is. Cause if you don't, if you don't have the best guys playing, then who, who do you have playing then? So it's like, right. and I don't blame, and I don't blame these, these kids that say, Hey, um, I want to go play in the G league. I don't want to go to school. I'm only going to stay in school a year. What's the point? And I don't. And I like as a as a sports fan, I actually really despise how that um, basketball players are are allowed to just go one year and bounce. Like you don't see like football players, they don't like you can't, you can't. Yeah, you gotta do three years, right? Exactly. Three years before you're yeah. draft eligible. Yeah. So, 
I wish there was more, like, the NCAA could have helped themselves out a lot more if they would have said, hey, like, you got to stay two years or something. Fine. Right. Stay two, stay two years. But I, w- I want to, I just don't, I'm just not a fan of seeing these uh, college athletes come in one year and then they're playing in the pros. Yeah, like, it kind of, it's unfair to all the guys who are, in the trying to get to the NFL, trying to get to the major league baseball, that they don't get drafted their first year. They don't go one and done. With basketball, it's a lot easier because you make kind of like it's easier to see an immediate impact. Like with Zion, you see like an immediate impact, like he's just dominating. But I mean, I feel like college basketball, they're gonna be in trouble. I saw that they did the new rule now where basically you can you can do ads and stuff like you can profit off your name and likeness so like if Zion wants to do a commercial for pot Gatorade or something he can do it while he's in college so I feel like that's a smart move there but I mean I definitely I mean especially with basketball I mean it's gonna be harder with football like getting guys you see like the XFL the AFL all that like guys are going to that instead of going to the NFL immediately but I mean the G League, all these other leagues that basketball is offering now, who's going to pay big bucks for big time players like LaMelo Ball, who just signed a huge contract to play in Australia for one year. So, I mean, you're going to see a lot of this. So, I don't know. And I'm honestly, I'm kind of worried about college right now. They're going to be, I'm, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble. Hoops, that's for sure. College hoops is in jeopardy, but I think, I think the NCAA really screwed themselves over on this one. Um, yeah. They just don't they, they just don't have the rules in place. If they say like, "Hey, you got to stay for a while. Like, you just can't bounce after one year." Then, then you wouldn't have. Um, then the G League probably wouldn't even be a thing. So it's like because I don't know. It's a constant cycle that you see year in and year out with college basketball. And you know what? Good for the G League. You know. Yeah. Like if, if guys, if like in these, and like these guys are just going to play basketball, like you, how much, like, do you really think these guys are going to class? I don't know. I can't personally talk on that, but, and if they are taking classes, what classes are they taking? Are they taking, like, I don't know. Like they're, they're not really getting an education. So Mm -hmm. why go to school? Like, yeah. Like the guys who know they're going to the league. Yeah. If you look at it from the business side, it's like, why would I? Why would I go to school and play for nothing? Or I could sign a contract, right, and be making money as an eighteen-year-old kid. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. I feel like that's a huge problem. But you're also going to see some opportunity for guys who wouldn't get the opportunity before, like a guy like John Morant, who went to a small school and dominated and then became the second overall pick for at Murray State. So I feel like you're going to see a lot of these guys who weren't exactly the Jalen Greens, the guys who LaMelo Balls, the guys who are like on our radar coming mm-hmm. into college. You're going to see a lot of these guys who are maybe two-star, three-stars. You see them really get some more playing time, and they have a better opportunity now in college. So I feel like they – are going to be a little bit more happy that these other big time names aren't coming to their programs. So then they can kind of play and mm-hmm. scouts get a better chance to see them. But I mean, NCAA is going to have problem. They're going to need to make some money somehow off them. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to take a big hit, big hit, especially these big schools that are, yeah, like you said, 
that the the big five star guys, right? You could yeah, you could see the big five star guys not even go to school. Right. So Right. Yeah. I mean it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna be weird. It's definitely changing kind of landscape of college basketball right now. But yeah, it's kind of, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting. Well, Henry, we appreciate you having on, dude. It was a great time, great freaking discussion. I love it, dude. Big and ballsy all the way. Guys, Henry's over at Lake Forest College, cornerback. Check him out. He's an absolute stud. Check him out on Instagram. Henry, what's your Instagram? Throw it out there. H underscore light nine. This guy's a beast. Follow his story. Two more years left. About the ball out. Thanks for coming on, dude. Boys, thanks for having me. I'll I'll keep doing it big and ballsy, just like you said. We're going to get Henry on a YouTube video soon this summer, guys. Remember, we're dropping YouTube videos every weekend. We got another one coming this Saturday. Guys, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, whatever. Check out Henry. Henry's going to be on the freaking YouTube channel in a couple weeks, so it's going to be good. All right, Henry. We appreciate it, dude. Thank you, boys. All right, guys, big freaking shout out to Henry Light. Thanks for coming on, dude, helping the boys out, supporting the brand, the Rally Boys, doing it big and ballsy, guys. Guys, if you guys are interested in getting on the podcast, make sure you shoot us a DM at our Instagram, at the underscore rally underscore boys. Check up our YouTube account, subscribe, do whatever. Guys, we're posting new stuff every week. Make sure you guys stay tuned, turn notifications, all that stuff. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Another YouTube video dropping this weekend. We got another podcast dropping Friday. Guys, we got a ton of stuff coming out. Make sure you guys share it. Do what what you got to do. All right, guys. Peace out. Keep it big and ballsy.